0: Do you wave your terrible towel when Renegade plays?
1: Reach for a tasty cake when JJ shouts, he scores! Does the sound of an F1 engine make your heart race? Doing push-ups with the Nittany Lion after a TD? Then lend us an ear and we will share the exhilaration of Steelers football, the excitement of Flyers hockey, the nail biting finishes of F1, and the pride when we yell, we are Penn State! Welcome to the Steel Flyer Show, the strangest combination of sports fandom since Pineapple was put on pizza.
2: Say howdy to your host, Steel Flyers.
1: Thank you. That is our lovely co-host, Ronis. We are back and ready to roll with a great show, so let's get into it.
2: The NHL is fully rolling full speed ahead with the trade deadline fast approaching, and the Flyers are in serious need of some help.
1: The Steelers have made a lot of moves so far this off season and with the free agency rolling along the draft is just a few weeks away.
2: F one is getting fired up again with the winter testing over. We got new faces and new places and an old friend and an old name returned to the grid.
1: We have a lot to cover and a short time to cover it. And so we're going to get right into it. A huge thank you uh, to uh, everybody for listening in and watching and, and paying attention and, and following us and all that other stuff. So thank you all very much. Thank you for joining us uh, on the show, Ronis. Thank
2: Appreciate you for having it. me.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, we, we have a lot of things that we're going to get into uh, on the show. And, okay. So we'll start off with the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll, we'll talk bad news first. Yeah, bad news first. Right. We'll talk a little bit about the Flyers, and we'll get a little bit into the NHL and things of that nature. So uh, let, let's let's just dive right into the deep end of the pool here. Ugh. <laughs> the uh, the deadline is fast approaching, and there are a lot of teams in the hunt uh, for players that could take them over the edge. And the Flyers are no different. Um, I I think the Flyers just. Need more help and can be achieved at the trade deadline.
2: The Flyers need to clean house and start from scratch.
1: Yeah, there's a good way to, but no, but I mean, I I don't think that the trade deadline is going to be.
2: That's not going to help them.
1: Yeah, it can be. I don't, look, this team is not that far away from being a really really good team. So what's the problem? The problem is, is that. The same core group of people have been losing in Philadelphia now since 2010. We've been through how many coaches, how many GMs, with the same core group of people, and they're still not able to win. Right. We're still having the same kind of inconsistent, uh, you know, game. There's no physicality. There's, I mean, there's. Wasn't... everybody's passing, nobody's shooting.
2: Somebody said that they had looked at their Facebook from, what, 10 years ago, and were complaining about the same thing that we're still complaining about today.
1: Yeah. I had a fan of mine who uh, sent me a text and said, hey, you know, um, I was looking back at some of my old Facebook posts from 2012 and 2010 and whatever, and and was looking at some of those Facebook posts, and it's like, man, we're complaining about the same things from the same players. Okay. You're... Uh, What I mean by not going to be able to get it done at the trade deadline, I don't think you're going to be able to do enough to right the ship here at the trade deadline in order for the flyers to try to, quote-unquote, make a run. Right. Um, That that ship has sailed. Uh, A long time ago. Yeah. Uh, About seven or eight losses ago. Uh, Okay, seriously.
2: Here's my thing. It's not like we're losing, like, by one bad goal or one, you know, dirty goal that the other team got. No, we're losing 9-0. to zero. Yeah,
1: we're getting housed.
2: I mean, it's like they're not even showing up anymore.
1: Gosh, what do you know? Huh? Hey! And here's the other thing, too. All the guys that are waiting in the wings, and, you know, everybody's, like, clamoring, oh, bring on the youngins and bring on the youngins and whatever, 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 and I was one of them, okay? But here's one of the things. Apparently, these youngins aren't NHL ready. Obviously, aren't capable of playing at in the league. I mean, they're lighting it up in the in, in the AHL for the Phantoms, but I guess the the coaching staff and management clearly doesn't feel that that those guys are uh, um, capable of playing in the NHL. Well. So I'm supposed to trust these guys and their assessment of these players when they can't bring players to win now with and they continue to use the same guys night in and night out and and nothing's changing. Well, you know. I saw a tweet again today from one of the the greats saying that the team is practicing with the same lineup as what they had last evening.
2: Why? Why? here's my here's another question for you we can keep changing the coach we can keep changing the gm we can keep changing everything but at what point do we give up on the players that we have and say okay we've tried maybe it's time we move on
1: you can't fire 23 players why not Right. Why not? Can, can we start? Um. Seriously, can we start firing some of the players? Oh. Do you
2: think A.V. will be the coach by the end of this year?
1: I'll tell you what, I'd be hard-pressed to see if even Chuck Fletcher is still the general manager. And if Chuck Fletcher is not the general manager, then A.V. is going to soon be out the door as well. Okay? I, I think that there have been quite a few mistakes that have been made with this team as far as the offseason moves. If you look at the history of what Fletcher has done with some of his other teams like Minnesota, um, they all have the same problems. Um, and then you look at uh, teams that were coached by A.V., and and they all suffer the same problems. Yeah, they're good, but they lack physicality, and when it gets down to the nitty-gritty time in the playoffs, they can't, they can't hang because teams like Tampa Bay and Uh, you know, are more physical and and can rub them out. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's exactly what's going on here with the Flyers. We saw that clearly evident in the playoffs last year against Montreal and against the Islanders. Montreal and the Islanders are not the most physical teams in the league, but... They're somewhat physical. And we couldn't even stand next to them. I mean, not even remotely in the same room. I know. So... This is going to be horrible. Everybody's going to be asking for my head, and I don't really care. Jeru, man, dude, it's been a slice, but pick a team you'd like to go to. Hopefully it's a contender, and we'll see if we can make that happen. Voracek, see ya. Um, gotta go. We, we, need your scout. we need your salary cap space. Uh, either release him, waiver him, or trade him or something. Gotta go.
2: Well, Chuck Fletcher had a press conference this week, did he not? Oh, yeah. What did he say in the press conference?
1: It sounded like now look we don't we don't go here on, the, on on this stuff but he sounded like a politician. okay he said a whole bunch of stuff for six minutes that was a whole bunch of nothing.
2: he said nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah he, he, he said a whole bunch of nothing but for six minutes that's pretty good uh, for six minutes. He did take onus on the fact that he made the mistake of not replacing Niskanen. So all the off-season moves that have happened that are now biting you in the hiney right now, and you're only taking blame for one of them. Okay. Um, And... The whole time, this is the other thing that's really kind of driving me crazy because the whole time AV's saying, yeah, we're excited about this team and we're good. We're excited about this team and we're good. And that's all I've been hearing from the coach. And you hear that from Chuck Fletcher from time to time and whatever, whatever. Well, what are you excited about? What is there so exciting about this team that you're so excited about? Show me! Right. What What about this team is good? Show me. Something. Something. I continually see this. I continually say this. I can't. I keep seeing the same guys in the lineup over and over again, and nothing is changing. We continue to lose. We continue to be horrible on defense. We continue to have the same mistakes. We continue to be inconsistent.
2: Right. That's a big part of it. I mean, one night you got a goalie who can stop every goal, and then the next night he lets in nine goals. I mean.
1: You know, that's another thing, too. Okay, when you constantly leave the goalies out to dry like this, they're developing bad habits. And the fact that this is a condensed season, there's no practice time, so you can't work on bad habits, you can't work to correct bad habits as easily. And so you get into those bad habits, and unfortunately they're going to kind of stay because you don't have any time to, you know To mean. correct it. I'm going to say this. I believe that when the Flyers were hit with the covid
2: that was what, the beginning of February?
1: Something like that, yeah. yeah. That really was the worst timing in the world.
2: I think it really affected them because it, really did. it didn't it wasn't this bad at the beginning well, of the season. It okay. was not great, but it wasn't horrible.
1: But there were a lot of red flags. Like we were getting completely outshot. You know, for most of the whole, for almost every game that we played, we were completely getting outshot and outplayed. We just happened to be able to score more goals than them. I mean, so I think we kind of got lucky in that opening, you know, 10, 12, 13 games and, and were able to, you know, come out of the gates and do well because we were able to come out of the gates with pretty much the same team that we had last year, pretty right. much. You know what I mean? But I. I the, the culture needs to change in Philadelphia, and I think the culture needs to change in Philadelphia. By what I mean by that is the core, the leadership group in this in, in the Philadelphia Flyers needs to change. It it needs to be another voice in the room like Couturier.
2: I think that it's just. I don't understand. I mean, there's so much talent on this team, and it just never comes to fruition.
1: Okay, here's the thing. We, as fans and analysts, we look at this team and we go, and you analyze the team and say, yeah, and you look at a player individually and go, Voracek, pretty good player, can score, can make plays, is a good passer. Drew. Great face-offs, good passer, great playmaker, can can quarterback the power play, right? So all these players you look at individually, right? TK, fast, good skater, makes good passes, has good vision, whatever, whatever. You, You notice how every single one of these players I'm saying, they're all playmakers. They're all passers. Right. None of them are shooters. None of them are finishers. We got one guy on the team, who Farabee, who's actually shooting the puck. And the one guy, I mean, look what he's doing. Right. Could you imagine if, if the Flyers had two more shooters? Then we might the actually score some goals. Well, but no, but if we had those guys on the team that are thinking shoot first instead of pass, you, you can see it. They're coming down the ice, they get to the blue line, and they're looking around for somebody to pass it to. They're not looking at the net to shoot it. They're not winding up for a slap shot or nothing. They're looking around for guys to pass it to.
2: And is that on the players or is that on the coach?
1: Yes. Both. Yes. Because the coach coaches his system. And then the players, you you put the players into that system. Well, if... if, Now, I, I get that... The, the coach can only use the players that are available to them, for this particular system, and it's unfortunate because AV system isn't, is an is an up tempo style and but there's no physicality,
2: and that's hurting them.
1: And 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 that is really you can't you can't play against teams, especially in the east and in the north, in the, in the league period with just being instead of. Skating up to a player and body checking the player, they're stick checking the player. Which doesn't work. No, that's. Not how that flies. It's right there. I mean, it's it's wide open. That that. You, I, I'm so frustrated.
2: I, I, and a lot of Philly fans are frustrated, and a lot of questions are.
1: I mean, watching the game is becoming an occupational hazard now. I know. I mean, it's tough. It's hard to watch these games and then try to, you know, find something positive. Um, it wasn't a, sh- a shutout. <laughs> Yay! We scored some goals. Yay! All right, some guys got on the score sheet. Yay!
2: We got scored 2-1, to one, but we still scored.
1: Oh, there was a five-minute power play at the end of the game because that was the, the fight. And he got fined for the fight. Sam Moran got fined for that fight. Are you kidding me? First, they fire a ref.
2: Let's talk about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, let's talk about Let's that.
2: address that situation. Yeah, I
1: think we should probably should probably hop into that a little bit. Beyond the, uh, the NHL, um...
2: Technically, he wasn't fired. He just retired.
1: Oh, no, he was fired.
2: No, they came back out and said... Oh, they, they,
1: oh, they okay, so they, they, they walked back on that a little bit then. Yeah. Okay, well, that just goes to show you... Uh, the NHL initially fired Tim Peel referee uh, for a hot mic um, incident where.
2: Wait, I want to say one thing about hot mics, okay? This happens. This happens all the time. People get caught saying things that you know they. Yeah, on hot mics. If you're wearing a microphone, why don't you just assume that everybody can hear you at all times?
1: <laughs> and not say things that people can hear. I you mean, at all you
2: yeah. think that would be common sense? Done now. Sorry.
1: Okay. So. Um, he was caught on a hot mic saying that he was um, providing a makeup call
2: for Nashville, correct? Against Nashville? Against
1: Nashville, yes. Um, and and it's and then the NHL was like, um, you know, they, they put the um, the um, the giant crocheted piece of blindfold on and say, yeah, we don't see any of these makeup calls. This doesn't happen in the NHL. Yeah, right. and, and, and we didn't see anything. And what? This guy had a makeup call? Are you kidding? Oh, no. We can't have that. And the NHL then proceeded to fire the referee who was supposed to retire after this year and ride off into the sunset, blah, blah, blah. Well, Mr. Peel unfortunately had an open mic and was heard saying that this was a makeup call and so the league then proceeded to fire him
2: But it's just that the nhl management or whatever you want to call it didn't acknowledge that this happens all the time that they pretended that this was <laughs> the
1: first time ever a
2: fluke and how dare you know i mean yeah. come on we all know what happens
1: <laughs> you know that's that's the one thing that we've all talked about in all the shows that we've done where we've covered this and I have a feeling we're going to Cover a little, a bit, a little of this tonight in the Off the Wall Hockey Show with with John, uh, uh, as to as the the situation here with this referee being being fired. Um, we talked about it on the Perlow Show the other day too. You can't sit there and tell me that the league doesn't know that this doesn't happen. Everybody, everybody on the planet knows it happens, and you're telling me now that the league doesn't know it happens? Come on. Yeah. Okay.
2: Which just, honestly...
1: Big black eye for the NHL.
2: We have mentioned it before, and I know you've talked about this a couple times on different shows, that there's a lot of inconsistency in penalty co- penalty calls. And it's not just, you know, hey, they keep calling my team. No, it, it's on all the teams. There's a lot of, you know, this player does this Great and gets point. away with it, yep, and yep. Great point. this player doesn't. Doesn't,
1: exactly. You know, look... Um, this is the first year where I've really, really been able to watch a lot more other games, a lot more other hockey games. And I've I've tried to take notice of a lot of different things in hockey games now that I'm able to watch a lot of the games now. Uh, and I've, always, I've tried to notice the refereeing
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and how each games are going, how they're called and, you know, and I look at and it just seems like they're taking a coffee break this year. Like, it just doesn't seem, I see phantom calls and look, I'm not talking about watching the Flyers versus anybody. I'm talking about like, say, um, a Vegas versus Colorado game. Right. Exciting game. Great game. Great players. Great teams in the fight. And, and the refs are calling penalties that. What? Right. Uh, huh? You're calling a high stick. Well, I, well, there isn't a. There wasn't even a stick anywhere near that guy's head. Right. And then they call plays. Or they don't call penalties that are completely and utterly vagrant p- penalties that should have been called, and everybody skates away, and, and there's no call. Right. Or... or it's See, here... Look, I, I put a tweet out this week um, in regards to this whole thing. I have the utmost respect for the NHL referees. They are some of the most in shape people on the planet, and they have got one of the the most toughest jobs on the on the world in the world. Because let's face it, trying to track a 90 mile an hour slap shot into some guy's equipment, and then trying to figure out whether or not that puck is in or not that's a tough job, right? And, and guys now are you know 200 and some pounds, and they whiz by you at 15 miles an hour, and things happen so quick. Look, they're human now over the last couple of years they've added more linesmen to the to the ice and now there's even more eyes in referees and there's even side judges when they're off the ice mm-hmm. and there's Toronto the big eye in the sky is looking at everything too now right so there really shouldn't be excuses as to why p- penalties are not called correctly you guys wanted all this stuff in the games now it's all there and they're still not doing it
2: I, and it's it's so in Individual and um, yes.
1: subjective. That is perfect because that is what I noticed watching other games. Where if you get a set of referees that work a game and they'll call certain penalties, they'll, they'll make sure that they call the slashing penalties, but they let the trippings go. Right. Or they let the interferences go. Right. And then another set of refs will be all about the interferences and the trippings, but the slashings and the holdings. They, you know, they don't see any of that. Right. You know what I mean. So it's like, wait a minute. No. Look, like I said, I, I have the utmost respect for these guys, but the black and whites should not be deciding games.
2: That happens all the time. It
1: happens all the time.
2: Actually, that happens in all sports. Is where where the referees have to have the power to really decide what team wins or loses, and that's sad. Because un- it unfortunately, be on the field. A, a product of the
1: system, which. I mean, you know, and and the other thing is they shouldn't be deciding games, and if you are going to call it for one side, then call it for the other. Yep. Okay? Be consistent, and cut out this ticky-tacky garbage. I
2: I love when we listen to a game, and the announcer, the, the, you know, the person calling the game goes, well, that was a... (laughs)
1: You know it's bad when the announcer is, is saying that that should have been a penalty.
2: Or it was, shouldn't have been a penalty, and they're, like, confused about why that was a penalty, and <laughs> they didn't quite see that.
1: But we, we listened to the great Jim Jackson, and, and he's he's been a, um, a wonderful guest on, on quite a few of the shows here, and... And, and, and god love him, man he, he's got a tough job right now because to sit up there and still be cheerful and still be positive when <laughs> when the flyers are just <laughs> not giving you any reason to be that way so um, all right uh, we're, we're getting into uh trade deadlines going to be coming up here real soon and i think there's going to be a lot of teams um, and a lot of players are that are, are, are i think everybody's just kind of in a holding pattern right now and and i think they're just kind of afraid to drop that shoe
2: well is the uh salary cap affected by that is it gonna make
1: the salary cap is flat for this year and next year and potentially the year after okay so teams that are gonna have to move players are gonna have to agree to eat salary that's the only way it's gonna happen and there's a lot of teams that don't have salary to do that with and there's an expansion draft at the end of this year as well too. So, if you put a lot of bricks on the block for the trading and to get one or two guys and then suddenly the expansion draft comes and you're not able to protect those guys, you know, you're kind of up the creek now because right. those guys are going to be exposed. And and they're going to be available for the you know the Seattle. Well,
2: Critics. if you trade for a big name player, now you have to protect the player and or another sign the, right and another player on your team that you would actually like to keep to work with you know that in tandem. You can't protect that player, <laughs> that's and that's right. So, so yeah, it, it's going to
1: be really interesting. This whole trade deadline thing is going to be really interesting, especially with uh, if they do not. Um, Allow players to go between United States and Canada without having to do a quarantine. Well, okay, and the, as far as I know, they are still negotiating this, and this has not been resolved as of yet. So I think this is going to play a major factor in where players go and who they're going to be traded with.
2: Well, that because let me clarify. Let me understand. I'm trying to understand that. So if they're doing a trade, the point of the trade was to get to that player on the team and playing immediately
1: well yeah that's usually how that works
2: well no but i mean sometimes you don't necessarily
1: right well okay so like this year now um with the the way the patrick line and the uh pierre Luc dubois trade went down okay because one was going to canada and the other one was coming from canada into the united states so uh uh, Line A was able to play sooner because he was coming from Canada into the United States. Right. So the quarantine time from, from Canada into the United States is shorter than it is if you go from the United States into Canada. So Dubois had to wait longer before right. he was able to play. But they were able to do that trade and everybody waited the full time for quarantine days and whatever. whatever. <laughs> They're trying to negotiate that so that that's not the factor for the trade deadline moving forward. Right. So until that happens or crosses the finish line, that's kind of where we're at. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of things going on here with the, with the NHL uh, and, and the trade deadline coming up and, and things like that. So I'm just impressed that the NHL is playing season games in season and you know what I mean?
2: I mean, they're trying, but there's some some broken cogs that need to be fixed.
1: But all in all, though, putting putting a pretty decent product out on the ice, I mean, we're, we're, there's hockey games now every day. Not just one, but multiple right. hockey games now every day. You know? And and it's it's really great. And, and we're going to be so spoiled when next year we mm. have to go three or four or five days between watching our team play. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're so used to every other day we're playing. Yay! Next year it's going to be like, oh... Well, last year there was a game, right?
2: (laughs) And we'll have and we'll be on a normal schedule too, so we have to wait until October for games. Yes, which will actually be nice because we don't have to wait until January.
1: Yes, 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 exactly. So, all right, Um, let's get into some movers and shakers that happened. Uh, Starting the off season here with the NFL, the start of the year happened, I believe, on the seventeenth of March, and free agency began the day after. Okay. Uh, well, actually, the the coercion period happens, (laughs) or, or the you know the 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 you know the you didn't really talk to the players, but really you did talk to the players. You signed a, a player to this massive deal, but it really isn't official until the 17th and, you know, like the Carson Wentz deal. Right. You know, he got Which, traded and whatever, but that didn't go I, through until the...
2: I don't understand that at all, but that's just me.
1: Boy, I'm glad I'm not an Eagles fan. That's all I can uh, say. <laughs> no,
2: Although, the Eagles are probably... Ha-
3: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the million-dollar protection package, so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to twenty-five percent your first year at LifeLock.com/Aware. I'm
2: happy about it because Carson Wentz is injury-prone.
1: True, and and Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm. I'm all for Jalen Hurts I I would have loved to have seen him come to the Steelers Um, we had an opportunity the Steelers did that's who we're going to talk about next by the way hint hint wink wink, nudge nudge had an opportunity to pick him in the draft last year and did not and boy uh, I think that's going to be a big mistake I think so too I I think Jalen Hurts would have looked really good in black and gold and would have been a great successor to Ben Um, has that same kind of Um, Gunslinger type of mentality has all the tools. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback as long as he gets some good coaching there in Philadelphia. And Um, has some weapons to throw to. Has some weapons to throw to. All right. So speaking of Ben and the Steelers, um, the Steelers were able to rework Ben's contract and save fifteen point five million dollars. Which is great. Congratulations. Appreciate that very much. Ben is going to take a four million dollar pay cut and only make fourteen million dollars this year. I, I don't guess, know how he's going to survive I guess the cat, Yeah, gosh, man, I'll tell you. I'm God. sorry, that was paycheck mean. to paycheck there on that one. Uh, and then, most of all, his other money was rolled into a bonus, and he's also, I believe, signed until next year. I believe. Yes. So, um, okay, that's great. Ben was uh, signed. Uh, was was able to rework his contract. Unfortunately, well, we lost Bud Dupree. Well, we we lost uh, Marquise Pouncey to retirement. We lost uh, Vance, uh, Vince McDonald to retirement as well, uh, and then we lost. Um, look, the Flyers had a bevy of free agent. Or, I'm sorry, the Steelers had a bevy of free agent players that were gonna be a, that were gonna be free agents that were gonna need to be re-signed. And there was no way with the, the salary cap situation that the Steelers were in, they were going to be able to sign everybody. Right. There was just no way that was going to happen. And, and and to expect that was just ludicrous.
2: Well, I mean, we all knew some changes were coming. I mean, there's just no way. And it's happening for every team, right? Like and every team in the
1: NFL. Well, um, okay, that's fine. But I'm only concerned about the Steelers right now. Well... And, with their salary cap situation and being able to rework the contract for Ben Roethlisberger, that allowed the Steelers to re-sign a few of their players. Which is good. Which is really good. Um, one of the players that we were a little bit worried about that might have been on the block, and once when you look at everything, you realize that probably not was going to be on the block. And it's probably why he did re-sign with the Steelers. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is back with the Steelers for one year, and... Um, It's a a weird contract because it's one year, $8 million, but it's incentive-laden, and then there's a huge signing bonus on it. So he only counts for, like, $1.16 million against the cap.
2: Okay, Okay. which
1: means we get to keep him for another year. Which means we get to keep him for another year because, um, okay, Um, I really like how Chase Claypool has developed, and I think he's clearly the number one. I really think that um, Juju is going to... is is turning into Heinz Ward 2.0, is becoming that possession receiver, the guy that goes over the middle and is able to make those catches. I'd like to see that happen. And if he can do that this year, I think he'll be able to garner a better contract with the Steelers for next year or something along those lines. Uh, We also got to re-sign our our buddy, Spleen. Yes. So that's awesome sauce.
2: However, Uh, we did lose... um,
1: We did lose Bud Dupree. We and who else? Alalu. All right. And we also lost Nelson and Hilton. Right. So um, the the was a good run stopper. That's going to be – but we re-signed Wormley, and uh, we, we've got some other players in there that we think can step in for that. But the, the problem that I'm seeing here is the fact that we lost Nelson and, and the fact that we lost um, Mike Hilton – those are two um, corners, two slot receiver uh, covers that, that we're going to need uh, and we're going to miss, okay? Now, uh, we, we are going to see uh, Hilton. He signed with uh, the Bengals. Yay. We're going to see Bud Dupree. sign signed with the Tennessee Titans. Man, he signed a big old contract.
2: Well, you know, hey. $35
1: million guaranteed, $85 million for five or six years, something like that. Yeah. So congratulations to him on that with the, the Titans. Uh, the Steelers were able to re-sign Juju. They did re-sign Zach Banner.
2: Oh, I like that. So
1: that's that's a good tackle coming back off of ACL, and we're going to need that because we uh, did not or have not re-signed um, uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Okay. Uh, Was he let go? or is His he... contract is up.
2: Okay, and they so haven't re-signed not, anything. No,
1: he has not been re-signed. Or he, he's... He's been in talks, but I don't know if that's going to happen.
2: We also get Devin Bush back.
1: Yes, we get Devin Bush back, too. That's going to be a big one. Uh, we did uh, re-sign B.J. Finney. That's going to be another cog uh, on the offensive line. Um, I think that's going to take over for, um, for Marquise Pouncey as our center. Okay. Okay. Um, we're also going to probably see uh, Chucks and Dodson play on the offensive line this year. Um, And I think DeCastro is still re-signed until next year. I can't remember on on that uh, or what's going on with that. Um, I do like that we were able to re-sign Cam Sutton. Okay. That's going to help. Getting Devin Bush back from injury, that's going to really help. Splain back, having him re-signed is going to really help as well, too. Uh, Bringing in Miles Killebrew um, is going to be a a nice help. What position is he He's a linebacker. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to help as well, too. So I, I think that although the Steelers didn't make a lot of splash moves, they weren't able to because they didn't have the money to do so. But they were able to retain a, a good, sizable chunk of their free agents. And then they were able to either replace the guys that they lost for the most part or, you know, I mean hopefully we can have some good drafts. And hopefully the guys that are young can step up. Marcus Allen hopefully will have more of a role this year uh, on the team. I'd like to see that happen as well, too. Um, Hightower is going to have, or Highsmith is going to (laughs) have. Highsmith is going to have a really good year this year, I think. um, Yeah. After his rookie year last year.
2: So let me ask you a question. Yeah. The draft is coming up at the end of April. Yeah. What is the number one priority for the Steelers to draft?
1: What's your opinion? My opinion. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, number one priorities in the draft, Kevin Gilbride was also re-signed to another year. Um, So he's also going to be the general manager. What do I think Steelers' number one priority is? Well, hmm. Quarterback.
2: That's what I was going to say.
1: Yeah, they need a quarterback. We, we the 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 the, guy, the heir apparent to Ben is not on the roster.
2: No, unfortunately. I mean, we have had Ben for the last how many years? And
1: so four. Yeah, and I mean, he's pit. been a
2: great quarterback, and he's kept this team for so many years in contention.
1: Yeah,
2: but. He, he, you can only play for so long. Yeah, he, he, He's not Tom Brady, unfortunately.
1: Well, if there was a better team around him, I think he could have been better. Because I think he's a much better quarterback mm-hmm. than Tom Brady. Um, I like Ben's arm more so than Tom Brady's. Um, I also like um, Ben's gunslinger mentality a little bit more so than I like um, the, the pocket passer guy. Um, not that I have anything against that per se, but I'm I'm more of the of the ilk of the guy running around trying to make plays and trying to you know extend it and trying right. to you know. But then again, there's also something f- to be said for a guy that's willing to throw the ball out of bounds and fight for another day. So I'm all for that. Okay, we need a quarterback. I, look, I know we got the the Haskins guy from 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 Washington and
2: which I don't what? understand. You you you. Got a quarterback that was benched on his team? I would have liked Alex Smith for a little while, but that wasn't going to happen.
1: Well, uh, yeah, but that's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. And right now, we don't have the space to have, we don't have the luxury of money to have that type of a guy as a backup quarterback, which is why we have Rudolph and... Haskins and whoever else we got on the team, Dodds and whatever else. Okay. We need to draft somebody that's a quarterback that's the going to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and this would be a really good draft to do so. The only problem, yeah, the only problem, the well, problem is is that the Steelers don't have a very good first-round draft pick. It's like 20th. And I'm here to tell you, the best quarterbacks are going to be long gone by the time that 20th pick come roll around. Is there somebody that
2: could be, like, molded a little more than, you know...
1: So maybe what we could do is package up this Dwayne Haskins and some other something, maybe, hopefully, and try to move up maybe in the draft to get a quarterback or... The problem is, is this... The draft is not going to be very deep in quarterbacks in the next two years. So if you don't get somebody this year, you're probably looking at three years or two years down the road before you're going to be able to get another batch of good quarterbacks. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I think needs to happen. I think they need to get a quarterback. I think they need to get an offensive line, a center to replace Pouncey. Um, The fact that they didn't know he was going to retire this year and completely didn't draft a guy last year. What? Anyway. um, um
2: Did Pouncey, like make that decision because of the season we had? Do you think? Do you think he just said I can't do this anymore? I think he just
1: came to that conclusion that he can't play at the level that he wants to this year. And you saw it. You saw him drop off this year, man. It was... He's had quite a few injuries over the years. Mm. You know what I mean? He's played really well, and I think he's a, a good center, but... In, in the biggest game of the year, and the first thing that your all-star, all-pro center does is hike it over your head.
2: No, so that was in the playoffs, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> does it really matter? No, I don't know. The most important game of the season, and then what's he do? Hikes it over his head? That
2: wasn't the only problem. I but... know, I
1: know, I know. But that was just one of...
2: So, speaking of problems, we all know that the run had disappeared from our game. Run. Run the ball.
1: Run? What's that?
2: That's where they take the ball and they move their feet and they go fast that way.
1: And we Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We, like we didn't do
2: that this year. No. But no. do you think we'll see an improvement in, in our running game?
1: You know, one of the names that we did not talk about at all was James Conner. He has not been re-signed, and he probably won't be. Because we don't have the money.
2: So who's going to take his place?
1: Well, look, I think that the running back room for the Steelers is actually pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with the the McFarlane. I'm happy with the Samuels. Not so much the Samuels, but more the McFarlane, more the um, uh, that player more so. Um, I wouldn't mind if we brought Connor back, but... Um, You don't don't
2: think that's going to happen?
1: I think they're probably going to draft a running back again. Because, you know, here's the funny thing about this team. The ownership comes down and says we need a run game. They've been saying that now for the last seven years. And it seems like every year we draft a running back. (laughs) And
2: we just never have a run game.
1: There's never a run game. We're 29th, 27th, 30th.
2: Well, 25th, you know, 14th. if if we – the complaint we had last year, and this wasn't just our observation, it was Lee wide was the Steelers were so predictable that there was no – you didn't even have to watch the game tape more than once. You knew exactly what we were going to do. We knew exactly – it was just
1: – Okay, so that's going to change, I think, because uh, – The offensive coordinator from last year is no longer on the team.
2: Yeah, but the guy who took his place was under him, so...
1: Yeah, but he was brought in. He was not technically under him. He wasn't part of his tree. He was brought in from outside Okay. the previous year to be the quarterback's coach. Okay. Okay? And so uh, we're going to see what type of OC Canada is going to be. And I think we got to see some of that last year... With some of the plays that you could tell were not Feekner plays, <laughs> I, because there was movement and there was, you know, shifting and there was some things and yeah, you could tell they weren't Feekner plays. Right,
2: like there was actual
1: yardage gained. And when when you have guys that go in motion and the defensive guys don't follow your motion guys because they know that it doesn't mean anything, uh, they pretty much got the play called. I think right. So hopefully that changes this year.
2: I told you I have my new my new um, catchphrase, the Finkner rule. Doing the same play over and over again and hoping it changes.
1: Stop talking about the flyers like that.
2: <laughs> Doing the same play over and over again and expecting a different outcome.
1: Stop talking about the flyers like that. <laughs> oh, we're we're talking about the Steelers. Um. I think it's going to be a tough year this year for the Steelers. I really do. If they I can't run the be... ball, if they cannot come out and run the ball, and if the offensive line cannot gel, right, if the offensive line cannot right. gel and we can't run the ball, it's going to be a long year.
2: I have um, a sinking suspicion that we're going to have some very lean Steeler years in the next
1: future. Well, I also think that a certain coach is uh, on the hot seat, too. And that if, if the Steelers don't make the playoffs and win a playoff game, then I think there's going to be a certain coach that's um, not going to be retained. And the reason why I say that is because this past season, the ownership fired Fiekner and some of the other assistants and said these assistants are not going to be re-signed. Right. The coach is the one that hires those people and, and stuff like that. So when the ownership comes out and says, yeah, no – That pretty much means that your job is on the line. Right. Because ownership is coming down and saying, no, we're not hiring these guys again. Your pick was wrong. So (laughs) I would not have a problem if Mike Tomlin was, was let go. I would like to see a new voice in this room. I would like to see a new philosophy for the Steelers. One that puts sticky Lombardi's back. Into the trophy case.
2: Well, at least have the option, or have the choice. I mean, uh, the um, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: The opportunity.
2: Opportunity. Yes, that's a good one. You
1: can't put sticky Lombardi's in there if you don't even make it to the championship game, right? Uh, You're the perennial AFC North champion. Why can't you get past that? What? what? Show me. Do it. Come on. Let's go. I also want to mention something here, real quick, too. We are going to have hopefully. Hopefully a very special show here In a couple of months But there's potentially A very large Hall of Fame celebration coming up here For the NFL here in the beginning of August And if the Lord is willing We will be there for that celebration And we will be able to have First hand account of that But the reason why I want to say that is this There are quite a few Steelers That are on the docket Yes, they are. Going into the Hall of Fame, we're talking about Coach Bill Cowher. We're talking about Troy Polamalu. We're talking about Allen Faneca.
2: Finally, ah,
1: sorry, <laughs> 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 offensive lineman. Yeah, man, he finally he should have been in a long time ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: um, Donnie Shell. There you go. Going in, um, so quite a few Steelers players, and it's quite exciting.
2: Well, um, we also get to see one of Peyton my Manning favorites that's
1: yeah i mean to, to, i can't wait to hear his speech yeah i can't wait to hear his speech you know what i mean because because peyton manning was i mean you know look you got to put peyton manning up there as one of the best all time i mean uh, when you look at other cult quarterbacks johnny unitas
2: right johnny
1: unitas was such a student of the game was such a Film hound was such a, a guy that was always learning, just like Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if I had a team going forward, Peyton Manning, I, I would pick Peyton Manning to be my Well,
2: I love that he got cut from the Colts and he went to Denver and said, okay, we'll do it here, you know? And did
1: it. Okay, right? here you go. What? I just got one thing to say. In, in, in... However,
2: if Brad Pitt is, th- I'm not Brad Pitt, Brad Paisley is there, I might have to
1: bring some earbuds
2: because <laughs> if they start
1: doing commercials yeah the only thing, yeah. if he comes up there and does a commercial the only thing I want to hear him say is Omaha <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care. I, I just want to hear him say anyway. but yeah looking forward to that um, coming up here in August um, so uh, we'll, we'll give you some live coverage on that I just want to mention some things here about Penn State real quick uh, they had their pro day uh, and uh, the Steelers were in, in attendance uh, there uh, Mike Tomlin called it a freak show uh, because of the talent uh, of the Penn State players that are going to be available for the draft, uh, Micah Parsons being one of them, um, uh Fairmuth being the other one, um, two really uh, big names that are going to be coming out of Penn State that are going to probably garner uh, first-round draft picks. Um, this year and i think that's really exciting
2: that is exciting
1: it is and to, and to have the teams come into the penn state pro day so that's really cool i uh, be looking forward to the blue and white game will be coming up here shortly um i think they start doing that in may or at the end of april mm-hmm. uh, beginning of may something like that um, hopefully they'll be able to do that this year um and, and not have any covid restrictions or anything like that so here's um, the open yeah, um, hopefully Penn State will. They did get some some good top recruits this year, and hopefully they can straighten out their quarterback situation and 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 be able to put some running backs and some defense out there and maybe uh, do some a uh, little bit better than they did last year. <laughs> Woo! Then again, anything would be better than last well, year. Well, you know, last year there were a lot of issues um, because of your friend, but um, you know, like I said, yeah, and all only can go but up uh, uh, for for Penn State. So so there you go. How about that? All right, the last thing I want to get into here, and this is also a very exciting time of the year for me um, because this is the beginning time of year of Formula One.
2: Yeah. Regular season, regular start date.
1: Yep, regular start date. Well, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. We're a little late. Okay, we're a little late, two weeks. That's we're not too bad. Two weeks late. But the reason why they're two weeks late is because there was a COVID situation in Australia. Mm -hmm. So they moved the Australian Grand Prix, which is traditionally the starting, the first race of the season. Right. Uh, Because of the COVID concerns and things of that nature, they moved the uh, Australian Grand Prix to the, uh, I believe, second to last race of the season in November. And they switched the Bahrain um, uh, Grand Prix uh, from one of the last... To now, they're they're racing in Bahrain, right?
2: Well, um, I mean, it's nice that they could rearrange things like that. Exactly.
1: So there's still going to be 20 races on, on on the on the schedule this year, and uh, as we said in the in the teaser here, we got some fresh faces and new places and some old names.
2: Well, the one that really gets to you is 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 Mac. I mean, that is just a legacy that we're hoping that he can. Uh, Carry on, and just to see him in Formula One is is so amazing. I mean, that's just a testament to the talent of that of Mike Schumacher. You know, yeah, the, he's
1: he's he was allowed to. Sorry, Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher. He was allowed to use his father's um, call sign uh, for Formula One racing. They were they graciously allowed him to. Use the call sign MSC. Nice. So we get to see that again on the grid. Okay, it's going to be in last (laughs) because he's for the Haas team right now. That's a Ferrari sister team. Um, But they they tout his talent because, obviously, the pedigree. But you're going to see it kind of down at the bottom this year because Haas has a tough car this year. But uh, we'll be rooting uh, for them. Um, Go... Go Hosco United States team, and, and go Mick Schumacher. All right, we got another legendary name is back. What's that? Alonzo. All right. Oh, man. You know, look, this is the first time, yeah, the first time we've gotten an Alonzo, a Vettel, a Hamilton, um, a Schumacher, a, a Raikkonen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one we're missing is Button uh, and, uh, and Rosberg, right? And now we got the Schumacher name back. Mm-hmm. Right? And Alonzo. That's a lot of... That's a lot.
2: <laughs> There's some really talented drivers, so... Maybe, maybe we'll see someone beat Lewis Hamilton in a race this year.
1: You know who it might be? You know who it might be the first ones? McLaren is coming on strong. They really are. And be looking for the Flying Dutchman coming out of Red Bull for stopping Man, that, that Red Bull looks good does it it does it really looks good um, so and they're saying the Ferrari looks good too
2: well like, like you said for Penn State you can only go up from here
1: yeah right cuz after
0: they had the year they had last year yeah, well
1: I can only go up from here Vettel is now racing for the Aston Martin team now in the in the and the pairing for the Ferrari uh, Pants Horses is uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. And, and Karun Chandok, uh, one of the announcers for Sky Racing, uh, said that he thinks that's one of the strongest teams uh, on the grid. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not taking into account Hamilton and, and Botas. I mean, you know, uh, obviously with Hamilton, but but Botas is no slouch. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so going to be interesting this year, going to be interesting this year. We got to watch first practice, and um, the first race is always a little hard to judge, so we'll see how qualifying goes uh, coming up here on uh, Saturday, and um, can't wait. It's exciting. Uh, We're going to have and and we're going to (laughs) have...
2: (laughs) <laughs> turn the turn the speakers
1: up. Turn the speakers up. We're gonna see lights out. We're gonna see rubber squealing and all kinds of fun. So yeah, man, can't wait to see that. Okay. What do you think?
2: It's, sounds good. I'm. I mean, we're getting we're so much better than we were last year at this time.
1: I mean, it's amazing how much of a turnaround it's been, um, just since last year at this time. What you know, where where we were and things like that. So um thank you very much Ronice, for joining us um, thank this you this was um, another great show uh we love covering all the great um sports and all the great stories and all the great fun and we we love kind of just you know
2: this is how we talk a lot
1: yeah yeah it's 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 sad that. Uh, but the, we talk like this a lot,
2: isn't it? We, we sit around and have conversations about sports. How I mean, weird.
1: I, okay. So we thought we just recorded, and now we're doing that now. And so thank you all very much for listening. Uh, appreciate you checking us out. Uh, please hit the like, subscribe, and follow, and all those other fun things. Um, we'll be uh, trying to come at you here now a little bit more on a consistent basis. Uh, now that, uh, that Steel Flyers is off the uh, IR. Or yeah. going to be coming off the IR here soon after a, a long, arduous winter with ankle surgery. So, uh, coming to the end of that. So, I right, appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, I think we got it. Just remember, folks, stay safe, stay strong, and hang tough.